You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. This, 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 Disciples. Welcome to podcast episode number 840. We are the Fight Disciples. This is your MMA preview for the weekend coming up. Sprinkling a little bit of news as well for you. Fightdisciples.com is our website if you need an audio feed. Uh, or if you just want to watch us, you can do via YouTube. Fight Disciples. Please subscribe to us there. Interact with the show. It's your show as much as it is ours. So stick your comments in. Uh, we do read them. Even the nasty ones. We get stuck in there and have a little bit of uh, feedback back and forth. Try to respond to the majority stuff. Uh, so do interact with us on the Fight Disciples platforms. Have you uh, managed to catch up with Molly McCann since uh, she she uh, did the business at the weekend with uh, the old meatball sub? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, surprisingly not. No, I haven't actually heard from her. So I don't even know whether she's come back to Liverpool, whether she's still in Vegas or still in North America. I'm not too sure, but. Um, yeah, man, I've watched it back a few times, though. I've got to be honest, it's pretty goddamn cool. I'm buzzing for her, obviously, absolutely buzzing for her. So, I'm not buzzing, oh, for, a, I'm not buzzing for a mate, um, Liam McCourt. And the reason why I'm not buzzing for her is because Bellator have announced a couple of fights that are coming up in the not too distant future. Belfast, excited about that bit, great, but yeah, I anticipated that Liam McCourt would be taking on. Chrissy, Cyborg. That's where yeah. we thought that this was going, but she's not. She's getting the rematch with Kavanaugh. Listen, it's a, the rematch with Kavanaugh's good. I'm happy. It's a, it's a sound fight. Nothing to dog on the fight. There isn't at all. It's just that Chrissy Cyborg said that she were in. <laughs> Leah's yep. obviously well in. Bellator were in. And I know that everything's changed. I know the landscape of all that has changed and it's PFL now and there's all these different brands connected to it and Knights of Champions and all this type of stuff. But Kayla Harrison's cleared off, lads. She's gone. Cyborg ain't fighting Kayla Harrison. Yeah. So give her the Liam McCourt fight. She said that she wanted it. She said she were up for it. She said she'd come to uh, Leah's place. Yeah, she said she'd come and do it here. I'm a little bit gutted for Leah, if I'm honest. That seems to be... And, and the British fight, British and Irish fight fans. That would have been wicked. What, Cyborg? Come on. That would have been awesome, mate. Yeah, it is very disappointing. And uh, don't get me wrong, another Battle of Ireland, great, but I've seen it before. I, I just feel like I wonder if this is... I wonder if... I'd be I'd be interested to know how many fights Leah's got left on her contract. I wonder if Leah's going to think, you know what? I've got one fight left on my contract. I'll fight whoever you want me to fight. I'll do it at home. Get it done. And then see you later. 
I'll follow mm. Kayla. I'll follow my mate Molly. If Molly can move down a weight division, if Kayla can move down a weight division, I'll move down a weight division and hit the UFC bantamweight division like it's never been it before. Good on, good, good luck to her. Maybe that is the case. I haven't spoken to her personally, so that maybe that isn't the case, but it feels like that kind of fight. If you're not going to give a Chris Cyborg now, when the Chris Cyborg option has just left the door, left the room, then you're never going to get Chris Cyborg. Left, left the door. Left the door. I'll, I'll, <laughs> game as a frog. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She's left the door. What? Oh, she's <laughs> the door. She shut the door behind her like she left the I, room. I, yeah. Actually, I want someone to do some analytics on how your brain works, mate. Because you're in the middle of one phrase and then another phrase just jumps in. <laughs> left the room and shut the door. Just went like that then. Bang! <laughs> melded together it's a, it's all part of getting old kid honestly yeah, it's all part of getting old yeah but my, mate, my you brain doing it eight years that. ago you did it eight years ago when we started this i was old then as well my brain is at capacity point i reckon mid mid to late 30s you get to capacity point so you have to start throwing stuff out the back door now get that out got new stuff coming in chuck that out nobody nobody cares about who played left back for Liverpool in 1986 Cup final? Get that out the door, lash it out now. But as Jane says, like I'll forget the name of the fucking local pub, or you know, what, what's that place called again? She's like, oh my god, yeah. But that's just all part of getting old. It's all part of life's rich tapestry. Did I tell you? We get, I might be getting my knees done. By the way. Oh, go on. Is this inspired by uh, Andy Aspinall? Andy Aspinall and Mikey B and Mikey Bispin as well. Yeah. Both of them have got new knees. And um, yeah, so I've had a couple of appointments. I've had a couple of x-rays done. I'm going to see a specialist. Yeah, man. Going to see a specialist next week and hopefully Ooh. he's in a robot legs. Robot legs. That's what I'm as, after. Um, what's the recovery time? What's the, what's, the, what's the situation? I'm not sure. I'll have to speak to Mikey B about it later today. Obviously, we're doing some filming later for TNT Sports, so I'm interested to speak to Mike and get Mike's take on things. Um, both I Mike and Andy... I'm on, a, I'm on a time frame this afternoon, mate. I'm not spending afternoon listening to you two we're on about bloody Robocop. Get the get the bloody show done and clear off. Do it in your own private time. Once you're gone, I'll stay on and speak to Mike, because both Mike and Andy were have been massively inspirational behind me getting me new knees done. Every time I see Andy Aspinall, he's you keep, like... You Ugh. keep pluralising. Are you going to get both done? Well, yeah, obviously you get one at a time. You don't get them both done at the same time. But I've got the problem with both knees. Both knees are fucked. So every time I see Andy, he's like, oh, you're still hobbling around on them bow legs. Get them done, you know. You'd have a new lease of life. So, so yeah, hopefully. So you've had appointments? I've had appointments. The the wheel is in motion. I'm going to see a, a bone specialist surgeon next week, hopefully. Just waiting for my appointment date. See what he says. Oh, Robo Nick. And imagine if imagine if my knee is straight and my legs as well. So instead of walking like John Wayne just got yeah. off old yellow. Yeah. Mate, leg, that's I'll an be... extra couple of inches. Whoop. I'm gonna be like this doing the podcast. Well, I won't because I'm sitting down, but yeah, you know exactly, I mean. exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if there's any other body parts that they can do that to, eh? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Jesus. <laughs> if only. You will probably you will probably be taller by about two inches. Yeah, exactly. If my legs, I'm six. I'm just shy of six two. I used to be six two and a half. Yeah, and I'm. I, I and a half. When, you, what when, a you're, when you're as big as me, 
when you're as big as me, it doesn't matter about the halves. You don't talk like that. But I remember when I was like early 20s <clears throat> and I got properly measured up and everything else. And the guy was like, you are exactly six, two and a half. And then I got measured like a couple of years ago, lock time, lockdown time, went for the MOT. And the guy was like, oh, you're just over, just, just a hair over six one. And I was like, so I've shrunk over an inch. And the guy was like, hey. And I was like, I've sh you basically say, I used to be this. You're saying I've lost an inch. And uh, he was like, well, you know, it's probably the shape of your legs. Them bow legs are getting worse. So unless I get my knees done, I'm literally just going to keep compressing wow. over the years. So in the end, I'll end up like the same, like, same size as you. I'll be a little fella just with these little tiny boomerang legs. Couldn't stop a pig in an alleyway. That's me. Unless I get them done. In which case, I'll be towering over you forever. What are they made out of? Is it are they metal? I think they're titanium, aren't they? I don't know. I, I don't know. Probably get carbon fibers. As Jane said, just get a wheel put on, make it quicker around a supermarket. <laughs> put a wheel on the end of each leg. Just whiz around. Wow, man. There you go. Yeah, Exciting. Keep a well, keep you posted. I'll keep you posted. Keep I'll you keep posted you posted on, on my progress. Absolutely. When you see me sitting here doing this show from a hospital bed with, with my legs up in the air in steps, <laughs> then you'll know what's going on. I don't think they do the operation like that. Legs are, that's a different operation, mate. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, while I'm there, may as well get Might as well get it all. Might as well get it all. Get that tidied up as well while I'm in. Exactly. <laughs> Brand spanking new. <laughs> anyway, uh, this weekend. Um, I'm really interested in this uh, in this main event, Jack Amanson versus uh, Joe Pfeiffer. And the reason why I'm interested in it, what are you that's some, what are you that told me about Joe Pfeiffer's new world record? It wasn't me. Right. So no longer can uh, the guys in Saudi Arabia, when they are marketing a Francis Ngannou fight, said that he has the hardest punch in the world. No way. Right. So do you know this? We've seen it. So at the PI, this is where it was registered. So at the UFC PI, they have like a, it's a, it's, it's a mat on the wall. Obviously, it's computerized, but it's a mat on the wall. And pad. yeah, you you punch you punch the pad. The pad registers, and that's how they came to the conclusion that Francis Ngannou has the hardest punch in the world. Right? Uh, it, it was. It's I think they described it as a Ford Escort hitting you at forty miles. Yeah, something, something like, like that. that. Now, I haven't got the numbers right here that what uh, Francis Ngannou registered, but let's just say, I know that you're typing it in now because you're checking my validity of this story, aren't you? Absolutely. Joe Pfeiffer hit this thing about two weeks ago and absolutely obliterated Francis Ngannou's record. Obliterated it. So the hardest punch on that machine now... The record holder is Joe Pfeiffer. Go on, type it in, Joe Pfeiffer world record. Get it in there. Just looking over, looking for it now, yeah. It was talked about on um, Joe Rogan experience. Apparently when oh, Francis man. when Francis and Ganu hit the pads, yeah. Francis recorded a punch of 129,161. That's it. Check this out for a number. Check this out for a number from Joe Pfeiffer. Go for it. Pfeiffer, sorry. On his turn, he registered one hundred and seventy thousand 
218 units. That's more than 30% harder yeah. than Francis and Ganu's punch. There you go. There you go. Wow. Right. Okay. Just to just to clarify here though. Go on then. Just to clarify. The Predator recorded the previous hardest ever punch back in 2018 on a power cube punch machine. So it was a different machine. Nah. Same measurements, same units, same measurements, same thing, but it wasn't the same machine, which is which has gotta come with a caveat. We have to say that, we have to declare that. Mate. That's Joe, still incredible though. Joe Pfeiffer smashed the record to pieces. Wow. Uh, That's why I'm so intrigued about this weekend. Uh, because everybody knows about Joe Pfeiffer's story as he burst onto uh, the contender series scene. We know about his relationship with uh, with Dana and now Dana's helped him out because of obviously he's, he's... listen, he was skint, weren't he? So Dana's helped him out. Uh, and now he's in the UFC and he's been perfect so far. Finishes galore. I think he's had three fights, three finishes, uh, different varieties as well. We've had chokes in there. He's a decent grappler. And now, I know he's delivered knockouts, but now that we've got this little caveat to stick on top of him too, it all becomes extremely exciting on the Joe Piper train, taking on Jack Hermanson this weekend. Uh, Jack hasn't won a fight since Chris Curtis in uh, July 2022. He didn't fight at all last year. I know he had a fight booked uh, with Brendan Allen. I know it fell off. It wasn't necessarily his fault. Um, but he hasn't had that win since uh, July 2022. 20, uh, uh, and he's walking into a contest this weekend. Probably is the favourite, given his ranking and given who he is. But what an opportunity for Joe Pfeiffer to punch his ticket in this division, mate. What an opportunity. Because three fights in, three finishes... Has this come too soon? We don't know. We don't know. We're going to find out on Saturday night. Because if it hasn't come too soon, Joe Pfeiffer then all of a sudden becomes a player in the division. Yeah, I think there's only one reason why he's getting this such a big opportunity, and that's on the back of Dana's Dana's looking out for him. And there's a storyline there, there's a narrative. And Jack Manson's got to be the, the ranked guy that's got to fend him off. You're right. You know, he's three fights into his UFC career. It's all good and well beating Al Hassan and people like that, but he's not really beat anybody. Al Hassan's good. Al Hassan, I know he's not ranked. He's not ranked there, but he's good. He's good, but he's not ranked. You know, and you've you've not beat anybody ranked or anyone that's even been ranked in the previous in the previous stage of their careers. So to suddenly get a shot against Jack Hermanson is an incredible opportunity for him. But sometimes you just have to be careful what you wish for. And I think this is a massive step up. I think Jack Manson will see the headlines from he hits Arden Francis and Ganu and probably chuckle to himself. You know, it's not like he's going to be intimidated. You're right, Manson. you know, hasn't really been able to string two or three wins together of late, but there's a reason why he's still ranked number 11 in the world. There's a reason why he's still ranked right up there. And that's because the type of guys that he's losing to, I, uh, your Marvin Vittori's, your Sean Strickland's, your Roman Delidze's, all ranked guys, one former champion in there, all the top contenders, because he's a quality fighter. And in the middle of there, there's wins over Chris Curtis, as you say. There's a win over Edwin Shabazian in there as well, which was a, a rearranged fight. And even the last time out, okay, he lost to Roman Delidze. Um, but that fight was supposed to be against Derek Brunson. Derek Brunson, at this stage in, a, in his career, is a very different animal than, say, a Roman Delidze, who's on his way up the hill. That was, prior to last weekend at least, was ferocious 
and a, and, and a completely different animal compared to a grapple-heavy Derek Brunson. So, yeah, you're right. He was supposed to fight Brandon Allen last year. The fight fell off. I think it was Hamanson that pulled out. That's not a good look. And that's why he's looking down now. Okay, right. You gotta fight, you gotta face someone who's unranked. I just don't know whether Joe Piper's ready for this caliber of opponent. Maybe he is. Maybe he's gonna hit him on the chin and ice him straight away. But Jack Manson's no fool, man. He's been around the block a few times. He knows how this game works. He's in that spot on merit, not because Dana's given him opportunities before his time. And I think this could be a rude awakening for Joe Piper that there's there's levels to this game. And as good as your story is, technically you're not quite good enough to hang at the top level yet. But what if he does? Exactly. Then whoa, we've got a new player. You've got a brand spanking new player in this uh, in this mix in this division because it does seem a little since Strickland come along and beat Israel Adesanya. It is all over the place. Obviously, we've got a new champion now in 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 Dricus Duplessis. Um anticipating maybe some announcements this week that might even involve this particular division. <clears throat> um, and who and what happens. We've got Whitaker Costa coming up, haven't we? Which is a great yeah. fight. And depending on how the main event, I say the main event, the title fights play out, those guys are back in the conversation for a shot at a, at a champion. But if you've got a bit of Dana White back in, and you're starting to stop now top contenders, and you've got the narrative of having the hardest punch in the UFC, you're going to get a chance, man. Mm-hmm. You're going to get a chance, aren't you? Uh, by the way, on that, did you see that Dana's in the uh, Bud Light Super Bowl halftime advert? I haven't actually seen the advert yet, but I've seen that he's in it. Yeah, I've seen the headlines. I never clicked on it. Oh, but... yeah, we're getting close, aren't we? We're getting close with some of the shit that we say on this bloody show. Um yeah, I've watched it. It's basically, it's obviously, it's Bud Light's halftime, uh, halftime thing. And it is, the the people in the advert are having wishes granted for them. So they might say, oh, I want to be with Post Malone, for example. And then he'll turn up in the advert. Oh, yeah, let's sit next to Tom Brady. Tom Brady turns up in the advert. And then whilst they're in a booze, they're having a drink. Obviously, drinking Bud Light. Mm-hmm. One of these guys says, I wish that I was at that fight. And then they all just transport, go straight to the fight. And they're on stage with Dana and Dana. Just like, I think he has one line to say. He says something in the line. And then he's, he's literally there for three seconds, mate. But yeah, he's yeah. in. He's in the halftime show. It's coming. It's coming. Dana's going to do it at the halftime show. <laughs> Can you imagine, mate? It'd be mega, wouldn't it? Is there a moment in the advert where they could add an extra little bit? Like, what's Dana's line? So, Dana's, they're at a weigh-in. You know what fight they're at? No, it's a, well, the lad who's in the advert is then becomes one of the fighters. I wish I was at that fight, so he becomes that fighter or something. Right. Um, I don't think there's a gap within that advert, but it would be pretty cool to, off the back of the advert, saying... There's the smoke. There's the oxygen. There's the smoke, mate. Notorious. No, no, notorious. And that's it. So you're getting carried away, aren't we? Anyway, for those that don't know what we're referring to, uh, on an earlier show, we were uh, spitballing as to how the UFC will announce the main event for UFC 300, who it will be and what have you. 
And seeing as that it's Super Bowl week, it's got to be around now, hasn't it? We've got to drop it now. We've got to do something. Uh, anyway, um, that's Saturday night's main event. Jack Manson versus Joe Pfeiffer. I think you're right in everything that you've said. Um, regarding logic, all logic yeah. would point towards Jack Manson being too experienced, too wily, too good. At this stage of Joe Pfeiffer's career, go and learn some stuff off a wily old cat, probably come up short, bounce back in a year or two, back to the top level. But you never know, man. He's three in the UFC. He's delivering finishes. If he starches and beats a Jack Manson in good fashion, you've got a player. You've got a player. Absolutely. Today's Fight Disciples podcast is brought to you by the champions of online security, NordVPN. Now, we all know the importance of keeping our online activities safe and secure, and that's where NordVPN steps into the ring. With thousands of servers in over 60 countries, NordVPN ensures your connection is not just secure, but also lightning fast. NordVPN has a strict no-logs policy. That means your private data stays private. Plus, with NordLinks, the lightning fast VPN protocol, you get the speed you need without compromising on security. But wait, there's more. We've teamed up with NordVPN to bring you an exclusive deal. Head over to nordvpn.com slash fight disciples for a special discount on a two-year plan. Plus, get an extra four months. It's risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. NordVPN's 24-7 customer support is like having a cornerman in your corner. Always ready to assist. Secure, private, fast. That's NordVPN. So don't forget to visit nordvpn.com slash fightdisciples for over 60% off and four extra months. Stay secure. Stay connected with NordVPN and Fight Disciples. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Um, gutted that this uh, co-main event does not have Leron Murphy in there. Got him. Uh, because I thought it was just perfectly poised for him to really make an announcement. Um, I liked the matchup. Danny Gay, Leron Murphy. Danny Gay's never been finished. He's coming off a loss uh, to Bryce Mitchell. Bryce. Mm-hmm. But he's uh, he's never been finished. You know what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. Leron stylistically matched up so beautifully. It would have been a great fight. Now, I'm not saying Leron comes through it and wins because Dan Eager's a tough old customer and he knows exactly what he's doing. But if he yeah. could win, again, at featherweight, Leron starts to really, you know, chomp at that top 10 then. I think he's ranked 15, isn't he, Leron? He would have started to chomp at top 10 off the back of a victory against uh, Dan Eager. Having said that, listen, we ain't getting it. Laurent pulled out. He's, he's injured. Fingers crossed he's uh, going to get healthy very, very soon and uh, we can get him back in the octagon against a top contender like this. Ige versus Andre Feely. You cannot wish for a better replacement just from an entertainment point of view. 
Neither of these two want to mess about on the deck. Nope. Both of them just want to knock shit out of people. And that's what they do. Like I said, Ige's never been finished. Fille, he's, um, his record in the UFC is 11 and 9. <laughs> it's, it's you or him, kids. He steps in there with bad intention and he leaves himself wide open. Um, last time out, I thought he was brilliant against Almeida. I actually thought last time out he was far more polished than I've seen him for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, having said that, though, against uh, Nathaniel Wood, he was good against Nathaniel Wood, but I thought Nathaniel was just a little bit too good for him on that particular night. I think this is going to be a great fight, mate. Danny again, Andre Feely. Yeah, I'm going to watch it um, through gritted teeth. Because like you, this was Lerone's breakout moment. You know, I've been calling for the Danny Gay fight for 18 months for Lerone Murphy. I was like, that Danny Gay is the guy because he will bring it, he will stand, he will bang, he will bring out the best of Lerone. And there's a fear factor there because he can actually bang and he's got a tremendous chin. He isn't just going to fall over. So I was campaigning for it then in the day. So when it fell off, I was just devastated. You know, if it wasn't for bad luck, Lerone wouldn't have any luck whatsoever. Uh, but hopefully one day that turns, and hopefully one day maybe he gets the winner of this fight. Maybe that's maybe that's in the future, with with UFC being lined up for the summer in Manchester. Obviously, Lerone one million percent has to be on that main card, being the local fighter, and maybe the winner of this, whoever comes out victorious with that number thirteen ranking, um, is the guy that faces Lerone in Manchester. So I, I'm like you, yeah, I side with Ige. I think he's um, okay. He's coming off a loss. Against Bryce, he was Bryce's bounce back victory. But when you look at, he's he's similar to Jack Hamanson, Danny Gay. He's 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 ranked number thirteen in the world because it's only the guys above him that beat him. It's only your Evil Webs and your Josh Emmett's and your Bryce Mitchells and your Korean Zombies. And, and li- li- listen to them names. None of them yeah, exactly. stopped him, man. None of them yep. stopped him. Emmett exactly. can fucking he's got a proper whack on him, and he couldn't yep. put him over. Yeah, no, he's he's so tough. I think that's. The problem you've got here with Andre Feely, but then what I like about Feely is that he's so fast. Mm. He's in a good headspace right now. Speaking to him when he was in London and around the Nathaniel Wood fight, you know, he realizes what his position is in the world, what his place is, and he's just enjoying his mixed martial arts. And he gave Nathaniel a real fight. He lost the fight, but he gave him a real fight. You're right. I'm glad you brought that up. I thought he was ace that night in London. And also last time out against Lucas Almeida, that was supposed to be another opponent mm. that was going to use the name Andre Feely to build towards a ranking opportunity. And he turns up against Lucas Almeida and chins him in the opening round. That's what That's Andre Feely can do. Mm. And a the most dangerous fighter is a happy fighter. And Andre Feely just seems to be in a real nice place in his life. Or he certainly was when we, when we chatted in London. Yeah. That makes him so dangerous. So dangerous. So even though he's a late standing opponent for Danny, say late, it was a couple of weeks ago. Even though he's a stand-in opponent, a new opponent, a replacement opponent for Danny Gay, he ain't going to look like someone that just got off the couch. That's not Andre Feely. And Andre Feely be seeing this like a massive opportunity. I do this. Then I go to back to the UK, get me revenge against one of those Brits. Happy days. That's how he'll be planning out his 2024. So you're right. Even though it's a, a, a put-together fight, I think Ige versus Feely is a contender for fight of the night. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, speaking of um, late replacements, this is a really late replacement. Uh, Robert Brichik against Io Pochiera. Uh, this was supposed to be Albert Duryev. Uh, but Pochiera has come in. 
was either yesterday or the day before. I can't remember when I saw it. It's this week. It's it's fight week is when uh, this has been put together. Now, Brichek is a, it's an interesting story, this fella, right? Because he's been smashing everybody in, oct- in uh, the Octagon franchise that uh, yeah. Nick's been speaking about a lot of recently. Uh, and this is his uh, UFC debut. He signed ages ago. Ages ago. He had two fall-offs, I think, last year, which were which were scheduled that just didn't materialize. So he's been chomping at the bit, chewing nails, crapping thunder, trying to get a fight that's just not been happening for him. Uh, and this is his UFC debut. There's a lot of noise about this kid uh, that he is very, very talented. Um, okay, we've seen it at a, at a lower level MMA. Let's see what he's like here. In the UFC, would have been great to see him in against Albert Duraev, uh, but Duraev had problems with his visa, hence him not being able to participate in uh, the United States. So Io Pucieria is uh, is stepping in, and he's a lunatic in himself. He's one and three in the UFC. This fella, um, he had a wonderful run again at lower level, very similar to what we're talking about with Brichek. He had a really good run lower level MMA. Um, I think he had about ten or twelve fights undefeated. And then steps into the UFC. Oh, shit. Right, okay. <laughs> These lads are fucking good. Then he gets a mad win against Shogun. Yeah. And then he has another couple of losses off the back of it because he just thinks, fuck it, I'm having a fight. Let's have it. So he's super entertaining. I think he's going to bring it no matter what, unless he's curbed his enthusiasm, let's say. Um, I think he's going to bring it at the weekend. And this could be a, a bag of fun. Because I don't really know what level Brichek's at. I absolutely don't know what level Potieri is at. And these two, it seems well matched. There's a last minute replacement fight. It seems a well matched fight. Yeah, someone's getting chinned. That's absolutely, you know, if if Ige versus Feely is your fight of the night, leading contender, Potieri versus Brichek is 1 million percent your performance of the night knockout winner because Patera can bang. He's got a history of being able to bang, but obviously in the UFC, he's got, he's got a history of getting banged out. You know, he's had, as you say, he's had four in the UFC. Just check yeah. once. He's one and three, yeah. Yeah, the, he, so he was a first-round knockout winner on Dana White's Contender Series. Then he come into the UFC. He's got one and three. All of them have gone, gone inside two rounds. His win against Shogun was a first-round knockout, of course. Yeah, remember that, the... Uh, the, the ground and pounds, and the other two, the other three, sorry, one was a first round knockout, the other two were the uh, second round knockouts. Then you're looking at Brightcheck making his debut from Octagon after five consecutive first round knockouts in Octagon, which is a decent little promotion. Yeah, solid. yeah man, it's good. One of those knockouts was Lee Chadwick. I've known yes. Lee a butcher. long time. The butchers have got a fucking chin on him. The butchers nails, honestly. Lee Chadwick's a fucking monster. So to to bang him out in the first round, amongst five, you know, five first round consecutive knockouts, Brightcheck bangs. So Patina and Brightcheck, yes. Will it get out the first round? Absolutely not. One of these fellas. Why have you done that? Why have you done that again? Right? First round knockout guaranteed. Points. Back points. You know that he's just kiss of death it. Jeez. If you bet for the first round knockout in that fight and it doesn't happen, I'll be I'll give you your money back. What? What are you doing, you dickhead? We ain't got that type of dollar. Everybody's going to be lumping tens and twenties on now, aren't they? But when it does come in, I want fifty percent of your winnings. <laughs> the T's and C's, ladies and gentlemen, take the risk. Mm. Take the risk. 
Uh, what else is uh, taking your fancy at the Apex this weekend? Uh, Brad Tavares versus our mate Robocop. Oh, Gregory Rodriguez. Yeah. That's a really interesting fight because talent when, when, was, when was Gregory last out? I can't remember the bloody his last fight. He fought once. Uh, no, he fought twice last year. He, fought, he, he lost against Bahia. Bahia ended that run he had put together and then he won against that um, Tululan. Dennis Tululan. He stopped him in the first round with the elbow, big elbow knockout. Mm. Um, that's just what Robocop's all about. You know, Gregory Rodriguez can absolutely bang with anybody. We've had him on Fight Disciples. We came on to one of our live shows. Super, super interesting guy. Uh, lives and breathes the game and a, a complete and utter monster. And he's gone up against Brad Tavares, who's it's a weird one, Brad Tavares, because he was right at the top of the division. He was a top 10 contender. He was right in the mix. And then, you know, suddenly a, a couple of losses come in and it just slows you right down. Obviously, he lost to Adesanya. Um, then after that, it was like Shabazian beat him. And then he a couple of wins to get back in, loses to Drickus, loses to Bruno Silva. Had a fight with Gregory Rodriguez, then fell off, got got rescheduled. So it's been rescheduled to this one. He is coming into the fight off a decent win, Brad Tavares, but it was a win that we all felt sick watching when he beat Chris Weidman, when Weidman was making his ill-fated comeback. So it's a strange fight for both these guys because they're both kind of meandering at the moment. Both their careers are meandering along. You're looking at them going, is any of these two going to be able to put it together to make a real push? You'd think Tavares has probably just passed it a bit now. And if Gregory Rodriguez can get this kind of name on his scalp, it's like, okay, he's back in the mix again. But for Tavares, it feels like make or break. But then every fight with Tavares feels make or break at the moment. Mm. Yeah. Listen, both all bangers, set. both punches, both, both got chins that can go. So yeah. your guess this is as good as mine. All set for a bit of fun uh, on Saturday night. Make sure you're tuning into that from the Apex. Uh, and obviously that will lead us in nicely to UFC 298 the week after. All right. Um, bits and bats of news. Um, I've no doubt there'll be some videos dropping your way on the Fight Disciples uh, YouTube channel once Dana does his video. of What's up, everybody? I got some news for you. UFC 300. Um, but a bit of news regarding British fighters. Uh, Christian Leroy Duncan back out in action uh, March the 2nd. Taking on Claudio Ribeiro. Uh, that's a nice little fight for him uh, uh, to get back in the mix. And then there's this. And I'm livid. Absolutely livid. These two know that this is a Fight Disciples fight. And they should not be making this fight. But they're making it anyway. UFC 301. Brazil. Paul Craig. Caio Barrero. What are you doing? Yeah? You know that we love the pair of you. Why yeah. are you going to put us through this? This is like watching our kids fight each other. What are you doing? It's a hell yeah. of a fight, by the way. But what are you doing? Yeah, I... Um, you can say, say what you like about Paul Craig, man. Guy's got some serious stones on him. Have gloves, will travel. Absolutely not intimidated by anybody. And he's like, listen, man, I'm down at middleweight now. I fear no man. Who have you got for me? Want to fight Chalbaralo in Brazil? Fucking right, I do. Book, me, book my flights right now. I'm on my way. That yeah, just sums up Paul Craig in a heartbeat. What Absolutely. did we say at the start of the year, right? When we were when we were 
coming up with pros- people that could make a burst this year when we were saying, right, this could happen this year. Yeah, okay, you make your predictions for your champions and all this type of stuff, but who's going to be that person that breaks through and have a real good year? Caio Barayo was the guy that we were saying, listen, in this division, he's just bubbling nice, man. People are really overlooking him. And if he puts three wins together, by the end of the year, he could be right in the mix. And then they go and make this. <laughs> Listen, it's the best against the best, isn't it? You know what the UFC served up. You've got to fight. There's no layups. There's no Mickey Mouse fights. It's going to be a horrible watch for us, liking, liking both of these lads. But for everybody else that doesn't know them, you're in for a good fight. I think it'd be a belter. Well, it's, a, it's an opportunity that Varallo deserves. Yeah. Because he's an established middleweight. And he's like, oh, wait a minute. The guy from Light Heavyweight, that. Couldn't get it done at light heavyweight. Comes down and gets ranked above me. How is that fair? Nah, man. Fuck that. I want that spot. So I think Paul Craig's at 12 or 13. Barallo's at 15. So it absolutely makes sense for him. And for Paul Craig, it's like, right, okay, you're down at middleweight now. We've given you a ranking. Now what we're going to do is we do what we do with everybody who's who's ranked. You've had a go with the guy above you, Brendan Allen. You fell short. Okay. Now you have a go. You have a pop from the guy below you. And that's just the way the UFC works, man. And if if Paul Craig can be the guy that beats Barallo in the UFC, that's a big statement. Yeah, it is. That's it. Calm down, kids. I'm just getting my feet under the table. Kyle, right. Kyle, Kyle should be higher than 15, mate. Next. He should be, he should be higher than 15. We know he should be higher than 15. He's a sensational fighter. Um, and I agree with what you just said. If Paul beats him, that's a big statement. But Kyle beats Paul, a guy that's mixed it with and beaten the champions at light heavyweight. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. Come on, man. I'll tell you. Horrible fight for all fight disciples. But a great fight for everybody else. A great fight nonetheless. Absolutely. To Belter. UFC 301 Brazil. Fancy the trip? May. Never <laughs> been to Brazil. No, same. Same. Brazil in May. What's that like? Can people uh, let us know? I don't know whether it's worth the trip. UFC 301. Anyway, on that note, ladies and gentlemen, um, next week, obviously, we'll be back to review everything that we've uh, witnessed at the weekend. Hopefully, we'll be back to review the UF, uh, the UFC announcements in the Super Bowl halftime show for the mm-hmm. uh, for the main event. And then, of course, we will be uh, hurtling towards UFC 298. Anaheim. Sensational card. Um with a sensational men event. They've really ramped up the media for that. I've noticed a lot of interviews with Volk and Ilya quite a long way out. I think they've got them in. They've they've had them in Vegas, haven't they, all last week? Right. Getting all interviews done. So I don't know whether it was to capitalise on the American media invading yeah. the Super Bowl. And yeah, maybe gone, you're right. Oh, we've got a couple of media engagements here. Do you want to do some? As I see in Tafora, I was out there suited and booted in Vegas doing all kinds of interviews, calling everybody out, setting the stage to fight Connor and you name it. Everyone was getting it to Paddy the Paddy got it. Everyone was getting it, but hey, that's Ilya Tapora's style, man. Mate, I like him. I, I like them both. I think they're both yeah. phenomenal blokes. It's going to be some fight. Anyway, big preview on that coming up next week, so make sure you come and join us for it. Uh, thank you very much for tuning into the show. You can subscribe to it via our website, fightdisciples.com. Please check it out. Loads of bits and bats when it comes to content and merchandise and all that type of stuff is on our website. 
you if you can think of an audio feed, it will be there. Just type in Fight Disciples and make sure you subscribe. And you can also do it via YouTube. So if you want to watch this show, um, you can do. Uh, the visual element is there for you. And there's plenty of stuff coming up on YouTube um, over the next week or so as we build up towards UFC 298. So make sure you get stuck in. All right. Thank you very much for tuning in. We'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.